What is up, ouncers? That's right, we're starting that. For season three of the One Ounce Pour. If you're just joining us, welcome, because this is probably going to be the most exciting season of the One Ounce Pour ever. We have heard you people out there saying, oh, your guys' demographic is all men. Well, guess what? Hit a new demographic. Today's guest is Sarah who happens to be my sister. And we had this whole rigmarole set up because you were worried about just being introduced as my sister because that's not cool enough. And we were going <laughs> to give you like a hundred titles. Yeah, What titles should yeah. we do? Sarah B. Green, Queen of the Andals. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, re- <laughs> I mean, I would actually say the OG single mother dog, you know, I've had my dog for 13 years. There's so many people who are like up on the gram with all of like their new pups, their new dogs. They're new to the dog mom game. They like want to proclaim this title, but bitch, it's been 13 years. So we're going to go ahead and throw that title in there. Uh, Queen of the dog moms. Queen OG. of Queen. the dog moms. Auntie <laughs> Supreme. Got to have the Auntie Boom. Supreme. Like, you know, you got your taco, yes. your taco Supreme. You got your Auntie, but then you get your Auntie Supreme. Yes, 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 yes. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, before we <laughs> Always get... Always with the extra sour queen. <laughs> sour, sour queen. queen. Get it? Oh. Sour queen. Oh. Sour queen. <laughs> this whole show is going to be nothing but that, right? Just just quip after quip. You got two Bouchards in here now. Tom's fucked. But uh, before we get too far into the show, uh, let's get our NPR voice on and raise our ounce. Tom? Yes. You have an ounce of LaCroix? I've got uh, 12 ounces Ooh, of LaCroix. Ooh, all right. So, yeah. And Sarah, you have some sweet tea? I have, I have eight ounces of tea, you know, eight ounces of tea and 0.5 grams of weed. Hala. Nice. So, uh, got my things, got my things. If I was drinking that tea, there may be some other things than chamomile in there, oh. so. Yeah. Some but stuff I that to, I'm going to have to edit out later. When I don't like, don't tell my peoples I do mushrooms. Yeah, I, I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. Usually it's a PB&J for me, though. All right. Anyway. Chin Anyways, chin. Okay. <laughs> Cheers. Here's the season Cheers. three. That's right. Season three. We've Thank actually been renewed. Thank you guys for renewed. having me on the show. Thanks for joining us on the show. I only say this probably every third person, but it definitely applies and you should feel very special when I say this to you. When I came up with the idea for the show, there were a handful of people that I wanted to interview, and you were one of them. And it wasn't for what I think we're going to talk about today, because <laughs> uh, I'm I'm a little I'm a little nervous uh, as a brother talking to a sister about uh, her extracurricular activities. Um, yeah, we're all blushing over here. Oh man, yes. But before we get into that, yo. Tom Eats. Tom Eats. All right. Well, 
What kind of food do you want to hear about today? Oh now? my God, Tom! Could you not prepare something? I know, dude. Here? I've got like twelve things that we can go just, off. Just on. give us a Tom eats. All right, Tom yeah. eats the probably okay. One day you should get on here and be like your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't laid that one down sooner. I'm a little right? disappointed yeah. as a fan. Uh, you know, I was gonna say, man. I mean, I try to be respectful to all moms. You could get on here and be like single Tom moms. Eats. Single moms, however, I'm like young gravy, man. Young gravy. Keep keep up with the kids, man. Young Gravy. He's a single mom lover. What? Is this what? a is this a, a Twitch person? We don't... And his name is He's Young Gravy. Young Gravy. And he proclaims that he's into single moms. Oh yeah. It is hilarious. All right. Yeah. So All right, got... we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and table Young Gravy. Yeah, we'll see gravy. how this goes. But... And then honestly, yeah. I'm gonna come back on here though with my feedback on this. Okay. You know, I'm not sure. I, I have Your a feedback on of, Young uh, Gravy? Feedback on yeah, Young Gravy. Yeah, okay. because I'm okay. unsure about Gen Z. I'm not sure what they're, they, they're doing up in this world. Everything's little snippets these days. So I don't know if Young Gravy is just a little snippet for us or if he's like snippet of gravy or if he's the full meal. Does he mm. come with mashed potatoes? He does. Mm-hmm. One mm. thought, two mm. thought, red thought, blue thought. So he's Dr. Seuss in the shit out of this. Oh, yeah, okay. absolutely. Which is just, he's just taking stuff from Dr. Seuss. That's not fair. No, it's it's awesome. But anyway, back to Tom Eats. Yeah, what did so, you eat? So, Bon Me, where we went the other day. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. It's been on uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives. Has yes, it has. some of the best Bon Me, but I personally love their pho. That is the best pho. Have you ever had their pho there, Drew? I just had it the other night, actually. It is amazing, isn't it? Uh, Saturday night. It was great. Yeah. I go for the P9. Oh, Okay. Which has the meatballs, ribeye, and one other meat. See, Can't for remember. me, brisket. For me, it's just brisket. I get right. the brisket and the and the noodles and just sriracha the shit out of it. Chef's kiss. Just chef's kiss. Fucking it up. Absolutely. Good. Good. Omai's oh been around for a long time. That's like a Utah establishment. Yep. What's your go-to at Omai, oh Sarah? Mm-hmm. I mean, I usually get the pho. I mean, last time I went was with you, Drew, and I think we each got pho, and then we split a bomb me. Yes, that's the way to do it. That's how yeah. we should have done that, it. Actually. That is how we should do it next yeah, time. Yeah, that yeah. Is the, that's the way to do it, because then you get a little bit of both, a little nibble-nibble of each, and you can dip it. It's delicious. It's a delight. Yeah, a they actually, treat, really. They did away with the small bowls. Because you used to be able to get a small portion of the pho, and they did away Mm -hmm. with that completely. So now you have to just get the big one, which the whole trick to that was the small one was the same size as the big one, because I guess they just didn't care to put it in smaller containers. Yeah. So. Laziness at its finest, man. Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, well. Anyway. Anyway. Tom Eats. Yeah, Tom Eats. (laughs) Now, Drew's Brews Cruise. Yes. So this one I've been waiting on, actually. It's the Roadhouse uh, Mountain Jam Volume 8. It's been uh, three months of waiting for the Draper Liquor Store to actually get it. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And now that I have it, it's kind of that whole, like, you're waiting for it. First sip just tastes amazing because I think the weight added to all of it. Probably. Yeah, it is a hazy IPA. And if you've ever had their other Mountain Jams, they're pretty good. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Look them up. Good stuff there. So we were trying to toy with an idea here, Sarah, and maybe you can throw in your thoughts. Season three needs to have something exciting because we have yeah. Drew's Brews Cruise and we have Tom Eats. What do you think should uh-huh, be a, uh-huh. a tertiary segment? Is it just shutting the fuck up and letting our guests talk or maybe something else? Oh, you know what I would really love to see yeah. is at the beginning, like a fully baked introduction. 
<gasps> like I just push <gasps> a button and it just goes through. No, like, you know, you actually introduce yourself and Tom and your guest in your segment. Oh, we oh. should do that oh. right oh. now. Do it. Oh. Do it. I'm excited. Ah. I'm excited about this. Uh, Tom, I think you should actually start this out because now I'm nervous. Okay. All right. This is about bragging about ourselves, and that's something I can't really do that well. So, Tom Cook, top shelf dad shit. Listens there you go. To, listens to all the rap that is freshman in high school does because that's the kind of dad i am and not, right. not to mention you know make some run sprints at practice when he doesn't do good in hockey yes I now know. i have to that do actually... my intro after all of that yeah and figure that do you see why we don't do this sarah mm -hmm. do you see <laughs> <laughs> i do there this is like sheer chaos i actually was thinking like my little virgo side project manager just wanted like a note and an email like instructing me on what the fuck's gonna happen in this podcast but goddamn, you two are a mess Mm -hmm. uh, that's half the fun, right? Controlled chaos. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. So anyway, if you've listened to the one ounce pour in the past, you'll know that I am the big dog. Is that good? Drew Bouchard? Okay. Big dog, right? Ruff, ruff. Anyway, uh, I have a lot of hobbies and I have mastered none of them. So now my hobby is talking to people about their hobbies. Nice. I like doing woodworking. I like mountain biking. I like boxing. I like uh, going to breweries, archery, and go. those are some of my hobbies. Yay! All the things. All the things. Man, look at that. So Round professional. You know, one day I'm going to write that down, and it'll be like my little intro, and you're going to be like, I taught him that. <laughs> so, <laughs> all Sarah, me. That's all me. introduce yourself in yeah. the proper format so that we can take notes, edits, and figure out how we're going to do it in the future. Oh, yes. I'm so happy to be here to, like, you know, properly guide you. You can just call me Shepherd Father Sarah. I'm happy to be here. Another title. Happy to lead you. Another title to add nice. to my very lengthy book of titles. Um, but, yeah, my hobbies, uh, the reason it's taken me a minute to get on here is because they're a bit taboo. You know, it's a little bit, you know, not something that is for everybody. And it's something that's not necessarily for like brother and sister to be like, ooh, this is a comfortable topic. <laughs> <laughs> it's, still, it's still kind of hot in here. We're getting hot in here. No, <laughs> it's really not that taboo. I, um, so. My biggest hobby right now, my biggest thing that I just, and I just finished my first showcase is I'm a pole dancer. So I started doing pole at the end of 2019, just before that nice little pandemic whammy hit. And then I had to take a nice little break during that time. And I started back again at the end of 2021. And so here we are, October, 2022, and I just, put on my first showcase so it's a hobby that's been awesome to see progress and then kind of lead into this climax of like your first performance and nice. <clears throat> as a dance and a artistic way of expressing yourself those are things that are not foreign to you correct that's right that is incorrect dear brother yeah you do or come from correct? a past of uh, dance performances. How long have uh, you been I dancing know. for? 
I am a lifelong dancer. Is that what your license plate frame says? It should say it, it, honestly. On top, dog mom. Below that, lifelong dancer. Lifelong dancer. And then my um, exhaust pipe shits glitter. That would be just (laughs) an ideal world. (laughs) We should make a kit that does that. Oh, God. Please. Oh, my God. That'd be so wonderful. <laughs> Everyone would be so much happier. They'd be like, oh, damn you with your black exhaust. And then it'd be like, and it'd be glitter. And everyone would be so much happier. They'd be like, oh, it's purple glitter. It's fine. Instead of coal rolling people, you just glitter blast them. Actually, you know what would be hilarious? Yeah. The coal rolling people strap that on as a surprise. And you just see glitter coming out whenever they roll coal. Oh, I think we have a whole new hobby. Uh-huh. Anyway, anyway, yes. we're getting off on Sorry. a tangent. Off topic. I gotta, I gotta oh. focus here. We're being critiqued. <laughs> this is season three. Enough of this tomfoolery. Lifelong dancer. Where did it start? Lifelong dancer. How did I you end know. up on a pole? I mean, <laughs> how does well, how does one end up on a pole? I don't know. I feel like as like any dancer, just someone, you just start to feel it in your body and you're just like this little spazzy child who wants to like dance down grocery store aisles and then you get put in dance classes and I danced all the way up through like high school and I actually started in college dancing and I went to the University of Utah. I got into their modern dance program. It was super amazing. Um, accomplishment. However, during my senior year of high school, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. That was a huge change on my body. Like I went from being like super skinny when I auditioned for the dance program um, because I was essentially starved because I wasn't producing any insulin and I didn't know it. And then I started insulin therapy and then I started college and like it wasn't just like, oh, freshman 15 it was like my entire body changed now that I was like getting the insulin that I needed. And I went from like around 112 pounds, like all the way up to like 150, 160 pounds going into this dance program. And dance was so much about like your body image and how you looked and everything. And I just felt like the instructors like looked at me different. Um, I got my first C in my entire life during dance, doing the thing that I loved, you know, I was like so disappointed. And then the dance instructor pulled me after and told me that like, I needed in addition to the six to eight hours of dance I was doing a day, I needed to add an hour of um, cardio and weight training exercise. So I could lose about like, she wanted me to lose about 12 pounds. And um, I was like, this is just not going to happen. I ended up like quitting the dance program. And that was like a huge, a huge defeat for me because I was so ready for this goal and I didn't dance. That was like when I was 18, 18 years old, 19 years old. And I didn't dance for probably 10 years after that. I just like, I would go to a class here and there, but it just never felt right until honestly, I found pole dancing and I was such a revelation to like go into that studio. And I started because This is where things get a little taboo, and this is a family-friendly show. (laughs) What? It is? You have not listened to any of the other shows. I was going to say, you have lied to me. (laughs) My parents are like probably one of your only four listeners. Hey, they listen on four different (laughs) devices, so they count as four different listeners. (laughs) 
<laughs> my mom's like, they am clearly- I doing this okay? And I'm like, yeah, but all four have to be streaming different <laughs> <Yeah>. times. <laughs> You're like, clear your cookies and do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Do it again. (laughs) Clear it again. (laughs) No, so, okay. So, I, uh, when I was living in Portland, as we know, there is a strip club, or I don't know if everyone knows this. There's like a strip club on every corner in Portland. It is so commonplace there. Good steak, I hear. um, Delicious steak. And also great vegan food. Great vegan food. Bring your $2 bills. (laughs) <laughs> but, Why two dollar bills? So I had. So there is a strip club called Casa Diablo that is a vegan strip club, and they only take two dollar bills. So you throw two dollar bills on them bitches. They make double the shmoney. <laughs> That's kind of a genius <laughs> no idea, really. Bitch, right? Like you're like, That's no, we are different. We are vegan. You only throw two dollar bills. No one dollar bills in this bitch. <laughs> Get out. I hope that they do like. <laughs> Like quarters night. I'm a baller on a budget, bitch. Bah! Ow! (laughs) (laughs) He's so rude. Uh, Only if they can, like, throw pennies right back. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if you give them incorrect change, they can, like, flick quarters back at you. You give them a 50 cent piece, and they can, yeah. Yeah. Hey, this is Canadian quarter. (laughs) Wham! Ow! All right, so, you're in Portland. So, so I'm in Portland. Um, so I had a little situation happen where I got scammed and it was not great and I didn't have a lot of sh- money. So I um, had a friend who worked at a club and she was like, girl, you got the personality, you've got the ass, like, come on, let's get to the club. And I was like, all right. So I go to audition <laughs> and the lady, I didn't really, I had dance experience, but not pole experience. And the lady like pulls me to the back. She has me like show her my tits and my license. And then she takes a look at me and she goes, honestly, you need a tan and you need some eyelashes and you need some experience. So go get those and come back. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, damn, she called me so pasty. I was like, dang, she told me I need a tan. Dang, in in Portland? Eyelashes. Yeah, in Portland. So right? hard. Right? You get no sun <laughs> so up there. Hard. There's no sun. There's no sun. I was like, all the girls are vampires in the club here anyway. Uh, who? So I left the club. And um, I didn't, never worked at a strip club. I didn't get a job there. Oh, <laughs> Drew's like, oh, I thank know. God. I <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like, oh, no. Oh, no. I could tell by your face. I had to. Let's make that clear. Just, let's make that clear. No shame. This is the no of shame. <laughs> Plot no twist. Shame. Went back. Got the job after my first class. <laughs> Bam. Layla, I have to tell you something about your auntie. Oh, God. Sit down. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. This is this is a hobby podcast, not a career podcast. That's true. So different That's true. <laughs> different That's story. True. Different story. So any anyway, uh where'd we leave off, my friends? You weren't um, a stripper. I was not a stripper. Yes. So I went and started so that my friends got me um a gift certificate and some shoes like a few months later like for a birthday present. And I went to my first pole class and I had the best time. It was so much fun. And it it just became so much more about going and working in a club. Like, I mean, I made my, my money back, like, you know, working, I got a promotion in my job. Like, it was like a kind of like in that moment where you find yourself super desperate and you're like, oh, what can I do? I just need money to just pay my rent and eat some food and 
be okay. And then you just got to find other avenues. But out of that comes this great thing where I'm dancing again. And I'm in this room full of all these empowered people of all different shapes, sizes, ages, all these things. And it was probably the most liberating experience I have ever had. And from there, I was hooked. I was hooked, baby. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. What a what a crazy arc. I was going to say, what a great arc. <laughs> it's not. It's crazy. Like, I can't say that. What a fantastic arc. Wait, no. No, that's wrong word. Wrong word. Ah, this, is like a, this is like a Disney movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is a Disney movie because I'm a goddamn princess over here. Diamond pole. Well, princess of the pole. Disney does own Deadpool now, pole. so mm-hmm. it could be a Disney movie, you know. They own a lot of things now. But, uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. I, so, whew. <clears throat> How does somebody... It's okay. We can take a moment. We can oh, take a moment. We can, but I'll edit it out so it'll seem s- like super streamlined. Like, no, we didn't need I a know. moment. Like, I didn't need a moment. I need a moment. No one needed okay, a moment. Drew. Okay. <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> Tom, you could, you could help okay. out at any point. Okay, so I actually do have a question for you, Sarah. When, yeah, shoot, Tom. When you start this, is it... Are you going in with people who are experienced? Do they have, like, beginner classes? Is yeah. it broken up kind of like karate where you've got... Beginners, intermediate, advanced. <gasps> Please tell me there's a belt system. Oh, I wish. I wish. Uh, it's a glitter system, actually. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's a platform. It's a platform heel glitter system. So we'll get into that. Like you could tell the black belt question. pole dancer by the like h- how big their shoes oh. are. Oh, totally, okay. totally. Most fidget are like four to six. Man, I'm on eight. I'm on my way to ten. <laughs> 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 I don't roll my ankle. I blow out my whole knee. Right? Yeah, that's not funny, man. I did that earlier this year. Not fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, continue with your question. Yeah. So that was it. Just, I mean, do you start out with other yeah. beginners or is it just kind of like everybody goes in and you learn from other people? How does this, How does it, it start when you start in the hobby? Totally. That's a great question. So there's a lot of like different pole studios. You start with other beginners. So they have like an even like an introductory beginner class where you'll have like three beginner classes where you can try it out. And then from there, like the studio I go to, they have kind of different levels, but mine goes beginner, novice, intermediate, advanced. And so I'm in intermediate right now. Um, But of course, I started in a studio in Portland as a beginner and worked my way up and it takes it takes a lot of time I mean, pull is not for the faint of heart because you are like sticking your skin to this just chrome or stainless steel pole you're climbing on it you're just like spinning around it banging yourself on it it's it's there you get tons and tons of bruises it's like the strength of it you have to like you really see yourself progress and see how strong you get like one day your ass is on the ground and you're like trying to lift it up with your hands and shoulders and you're like I can't do it and then you know you just keep working at it like anything like any hobby and then next thing you know you're tipping your asses to the pole and you're tipping upside down it's it's pretty cool like it's cool to see the progress go and then it's really cool to start as a beginner and I would say sorry I'm like keep I'm like rambling But I would say for any beginner to get started, like start filming yourself because it seems a little vain, but if you, in any hobby, I would say start filming yourself and then watch yourself really grow and watch yourself really progress in this thing that you love. And it really makes you have a certain pride 
for yourself and the work that you're putting forth. And it just brings you so much joy. That actually makes a lot of sense, though. It's almost like watching game films <clears throat> or any other sport. You're like, okay, what can I yeah. do better? Yeah. This is. Well, what's crazy <laughs> right. is, like you already stated, this is such a taboo thing that doesn't really need to be taboo. I mean, I, I get why it yeah. is because it's associated with stripping, and that alone is a taboo. Well, let's right. be clear. It's not associated. It came out of the clubs. I think that that's a, a clear distinction that well, we need to talk make to and us a respect a bit, that we have to show. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about the history of it, because I know that you know yeah. a lot about the history of it. Yeah. So there's, um, I mean, there's like ancient pole. Pole goes back like, like thousands of years, like, cause there's, um, there's like Chinese pole, which is like two sticky poles together. And that's a, that's a male sport. There's also um, one in India and I, mean, I hope I don't butcher this name, but it's called Melakambe. And that's also a male sport where they're climbing a wooden pole. Really like the foundations of exotic dance and pole, like, or pole fitness, like what I'm doing and what a lot of people call it. Um, it really got its derivatives from the strip clubs. You know, back in the 1920s, they had the, the hoochie coochie shows in the circus tents and the acrobats were dancing on the poles of the circus tent to like draw in cus customers and they're dancing very sensual. So that's kind of where it started. And then from there in the 50s, that's when you kind of start seeing the strip clubs and burlesque clubs come up. And then in the 80s, that's when you have like the modern day strip club boom. And it was the strippers in those clubs where they had, you know, pull work, floor work, um, choreography, you know, mixed in with a lot of musicality that um, modern stripping and exotic dance was formed. And from there, it was those strippers and their knowledge bringing it to the studios and opening that to the public that created the hobby, essentially. And so it's fairly new because really in the early aughts is when the club scene, like the studio scene really started to to um, open up with um, just strippers. There was one in Vancouver, Bonnie Monday. She came down and opened clubs. There's a club open in LA. So it's really, <clears throat> I think that's why people have like taboo association with it. Exactly like what you're saying, but I just want to clarify that it's not necessarily because it's associated with strip club. It's because it, it truly came out of it and we have to, pay respects to those um, those sex workers that were in the clubs, the strippers in the clubs that were doing the work, putting those moves together, putting their bodies through that, who are then sharing their art, knowledge, and talent with the rest of us. Well, they probably found it was a really good workout, too. Like, to be sure. quite honest, if you don't want to go get harassed at a gym, it's like, I'm getting just as good of a workout here doing this. Like, why don't I just be around other people that are like me and get the same results? I mean, it's a whole bunch yeah. of core and upper body, right? Oh, yeah. Like, totally. you mean, oh, yeah, totally. like you've been doing it. <laughs> I, I had a cousin. Okay, I had a cousin about 15 years ago that did it, and she was always yeah. posting photos on Facebook, and it was a little awkward seeing my cousin do that. But at the same time, she was, like, hanging straight out. I'm like, that it takes an totally. incredible amount of, like, leg, core, and just every other muscle. And then she would be, like, hanging from the pole straight out with her arms. I'm like... That is a yeah. lot of muscle groups that you are working right there. Like, once you get past the, oh, oh totally. this is weird. It's like, whoa, she is getting a really top-notch workout from this because <clears throat> of all the acrobatics that she's doing on that. And this has become, oh, yeah. this has become more, I think, than a hobby for you, as I can see your pole behind you. 
in your house? Yes, I do. I have a pole, a pole in my house I, that I work out on. Yeah, so it's definitely more of a ho- more than a hobby. I um, did my first showcase, like I said. So that was really awesome. It was with my studio. Well, they put explain, on the showcase. Yeah, explain that a little bit more. What is a showcase? Because yeah. uh, I don't even, I mean, is it like a performance, like a dance performance? Exactly, okay. exactly. So a showcase is just for all the students of the studio to put forth their work. Um, so they rent out a venue and then people, they sell tickets to the public and then they could come and we put on a show. So I did a, I did my first solo to, to Prince's darling Nikki and I dress like Prince. There's nice. like a little... On the promo, there's like a little clip I did for the end that you can see my my performance. So there's that. And then also um, there's competition too. Oh, wow. So you can do showcases. You can do, there's actual pole competitions. I just went to one on Saturday and I decided that that's, that's my next milestone. My next level for, for pole is to definitely um, do a competition and compete. Oh, that's awesome. So do the competitions... I mean, explain that a little bit because I'm picturing like how you used to get ready for your dance competitions where you you have a full choreographed dance routine. You have your music that you dance to. Is it is it kind of the same principles, but just in a different dance form? Yeah, exactly. But with pole, um, they're depending on the type of competition, they're looking for certain things. They'll either have you, depending on the level and your age, have you do certain um, poses or shapes within your piece um, that they'll want you to hit and hold for a certain amount of time. And then they judge you based off of that criteria. But then there's also like more like artistic categories where it's more fluid and it's about like your artistic expression more so than it is like hitting certain um, poses, positions, shapes, that kind of stuff. So it's almost kind of a difference between like <clears throat> gymnastics and rhythmic gymnastics in kind of the path you can go down of what performance you want to do then. Yeah, it's like totally, totally. Okay. So you can do, yeah, you can just enter yourself into different categories. So here's a weird question. Not that my dad bought acid ever want to do this, but is there a male pole dancing like segment also, or is it just strictly female? Like, how does that work? Oh, Tom, I'm so glad you asked this question because yes, there are male pole dancers and there is like a whole men's category. And the male pole dancers are amazing because they just have such different strength. Sorry, that's Bambino. My my dog is barking. Just barks at like nothing because he's 13. Anyway, so yeah, there's different categories. Like there's for there's one for men. I actually in my studio in Portland, there were some men in the class there, and like I said, they just have like different strengths in their bodies, so they can do different moves and stuff. So I would highly encourage men to to give it a try. All right, Tom. Nice. <clears throat> this is our this is season three for you, bud. This is Tom. This is uh, Tom's no new more, hobby. That no he's more, no more, Tommy. I'm just gonna check in with you. How was class? Uh, That's all I'm gonna ask. And then I'm gonna be like, that yes. six pack's really coming along. <laughs> yeah, like, I got burns on the inside of my thighs. <laughs> yes. They were making fun of me in class. I don't want to go again. <laughs> okay, so this is something that I didn't realize. Uh, and you know, fooey on me. The the poles are on bearings. Yeah, they Did spin. Did you know that? Yeah, they spin. I always They're, thought that they were just like yeah. I, greased up. <laughs> that sounds terrible, but like you know, 
someone's just greased up enough they could spin around the pole. Well, I mean, really, you think about it. How well, there's they- both. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, there's both. So you have static pole and spin pole. Yeah. And so, yeah, so you will see. So there are times where you're spinning on a static pole. And in those situations, Drew, yes, you be, quote, greased up. <laughs> in order to be able to spin or you're like changing the grips of your hands to twist yourself no. and continue to spin that's insane or there's yeah so you kind of like um like over twist your grip and then like swing yourself so you're opening and spinning around um then there's there's actual spin pull where you release you can unlock the pole and it will actually spin and in those situations it's just a lot more you have to have a lot more body control because the closer you get to the pole, the faster, faster, faster you're gonna spin. The more you spread out, the slower you'll spin. So you just need to make sure, depending on the move you're doing, that you're in control as you're spinning. See, I'm not gonna lie, the static pole just sounds like a scary idea to me because I can just see somebody like taking their hand and and just having a terrible I don't like to see people crash and burn, and that just terrifies me. So. How, that's a that's a great oh. question. How many times have you seriously, or maybe not seriously, injured yourself in provide stories of you're at the top of the pole and you <sighs> fell? Yeah, I haven't had any like too bad of crashes. I would say, um, yeah, I, I, I there's ways where you just you just have to know how to bail. Like if you're in something and you're like, oh no, I'm sliding or I'm going to like fall off. You have to just, anytime you're learning a new move, especially aerially where you're going to invert your body, you have to learn how to escape that so you don't crash. Um, So there's been times where like, I mean, I had a crash mat below me where I've just like been like, nope. And I've let go and like fell to the ground, but I haven't thankfully had any like too crazy of injuries um, the crazy thing I had was from when I was um, training for my performance, um, one of the moves I did, it's called a Marley or a suicide. And the pole is on the back of your leg and you're essentially like holding your legs and spinning around. But I got, um, my boot was really like way too tight when I was doing it. So I got like a really bad Charlie horse oh. <laughs> and I fell off in the middle of like practicing. And then when I, the next day I had this massive bruise, like from the bottom of my calf all the way up to like the back of my thigh, just huge, like in the knee pit, everything. It was so big and it was a little From the Charlie horse or from the fall? It was like, I think it was both. I think it was just like a combination of things. Like the boot was too tight. I was like losing circulation. I got a Charlie horse, then I fell. And then it just was like exploded into this massive bruise. But it was kind oh. of badass. Yeah, I mean, people are like, "How'd you get that?" And you're like, "Pole dancing, what of it?" And if you, yeah, oh, okay, I'm gonna stop talking now. So, what kind of advice would you give people that are getting into pole dancing? Because this isn't like picking up a quick hobby and going for it. This is a big deal, right? You got to be invested in this. What would you tell people wanting to get into the hobby? Yeah, I would say be patient with yourself and don't compare yourself to others. Like you are on your own journey. This is for you to express yourself and truly be in your own body. Um, So I would say just focus on that and set goals for yourself on like what you're you're trying to, to do. And don't 
think because, you know, you've never danced or you've never climbed or you've never done anything like anyone, literally anyone can start pole. I would encourage you to check out um, a pole showcase from your local studio or um, go check out some of the competitions, maybe check out some of the beginner people. <laughs> some of the advanced people might like be too intimidating, but start with like the, you'll see, like it's really for everybody, every shape, every size. Um, one thing that our mom said after my performance was that it was so amazing. She said it was so amazing to see so many different women like really loving their bodies. And so that's really what it's about. So if you get started, start, start there, start with like knowing that this is a loving journey for yourself and for no one else and get ready to have fun because it's amazing and awesome. Nice. That is amazing and awesome. That's way cool. Is it start a motivational <laughs> speech right there? I thought that we were going <laughs> to all start crying, but no, it's just me. No worries. No worries. I need to learn to love your body. Okay. Love your body, bro. Love your body. Ah! <laughs> Yes, I feel like I could do a move where, like, I use my belly to hold myself on the pole. That is a move. Is it? That's a move. Do they call it the dad yes, bod? Yes, like... Because I think I got that move on lock. <laughs> yeah. I won't be able to do any other moves, and I'll need someone to spin me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come hit my feet. Ah, I got you, Drew. <laughs> we could tandem this. Ha! <laughs> 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 It'll be perfect. But actually, that spot on your belly, catching the pole there, it's pretty sensitive i was gonna say Ooh, that it hurts pretty bad i bet you could probably get some wicked bad burns if you do it wrong or if you slide too fast i mean even if when you're doing it right you get bad burns oh. like it's you just gotta <laughs> you gotta condition your skin you gotta condition your skin to and that that's advice for anyone wanting to start it's gonna hurt like a bitch it's gonna hurt oh. it's gonna hurt so bad just condition your skin will get conditioned It'll get conditioned. Well, good on Find you for sticking product. with something that you're not selling anybody on. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if yeah, like yeah, my I'm first real. burn, I'd be like, ow, ow, I'm out. This hurts. I'm out. I don't like this. <laughs> like, hey, like good said, luck, but it's going to suck. <laughs> yeah. Do you like pain? Because <laughs> you're going to get it in your tum-tum. Yeah, we might get a new demographic now. I know. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> changing very quickly off of Tom's little comment. Ah, uh, come on. You no, love my in no, inappropriate no, no. comments. So, uh, <laughs> where do you see this going for yourself? I mean, what, what, I know that you said next you want to do a actual competition. So you go yes. from, you know, yes. I'm sorry, showcase to competition. Or... Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they're they're not like it's not like a like move up. I mean, it's you can do there are different paths. Okay. You know. Okay. You can do different showcases. I'll I'll probably continue to do showcases. I have the opportunity to do another one on October 29th, doing my same piece that I did at the beginning of the month. Um, but spooky. So, but oh, I mean, it was spooky to begin with. I was, oh, I mean, okay. I was Prince coming back from the dead. Oh, I didn't so. know that this was a resurrection dance. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't like dressed like a ghost or anything, <laughs> but I had a sick ass glittery mustache. Okay, and right. my that hair was like all Prince. Yeah, so okay. yeah, yeah, I guess <laughs> glittery mustache. Yeah, so I'll do that, and then. I don't know. We'll just keep competitioning it and then keep just getting better and better, you know, getting to advanced class.
classes. So that's that's the plan. And from what you kind of are talking about, it almost seems like this is, in essence, a life sport where you can keep doing it for Hell a very yeah. long time. You're not like, oh, I'm playing basketball, 45, my knee blows out, and guess what? I got to turn to tennis or go on nice long walks. <laughs> you know, it sounds like you keep doing it for a long time, just different types of things just you know, to keep active. Yeah, I mean, you definitely have to be careful because you can get injured and hurt yourself um, and then be out of the sport, of course. But I mean, my my instructor, she is a bad bitch. She's like almost 50 and she just freaking kills it. We have um, uh, other women in our pole studio who are like 60. Like, I'm serious when I say this is for everybody. I mean, there's girls who are 19 up to like 60 something. So it's, it's for, it's like, yeah, any age, you can just keep going, keep doing it. And as long as you keep conditioning your body, taking care of yourself, don't get injured. Don't get injured. (laughs) (laughs) Hope I'm still playing hockey in the 60s, man. (laughs) So what would you say your biggest takeaway from this hobby has been? What has touched your heart the best? I mean, yeah. Give us some words of wisdom from, from the poll. Oh, right. All right. Let me get up. Let me get up on this poll over here. Um, I would say the biggest, I mean, as corny as it is like self-love a hundred percent, like just being like, I am such a bad bitch. Like watch me do this shit. Like it's just been my biggest takeaway is like same advice as the advice I gave, like, don't be too hard on myself. Don't compare myself to others. This is my journey. You know, I get to grow at my own pace and you know, like the growth has just been so freaking cool to see. I was looking back at videos. I'm just like, wow, like that's my biggest takeaway is like the growth never stops. It doesn't stop with your sport and your hobby. It doesn't stop with yourself. You know, that's just life lessons right there. Nice. Oh, absolutely. I mean, nothing feels better than, I mean, you don't have to pinnacle a hobby to feel amazing, but when totally. you, when you get that like next level, you're just like, Oh my God, I was just mountain biking. And for some reason, like everything's, I haven't been mountain biking a whole lot this season, but what I've done mm-hmm. is like focus on certain things I want to get better at. And yes. it was on Tuesday. I, I just like hit every corner perfectly and was like, oh, I got back. I was so yes. jazzed. Like, I think that's something yes. people miss out on with hobbies is, like, if you're not feeling jazzed, yeah. like, and if you're not holding on to that moment where you're feeling jazzed, you're, you're yeah. doing the hobby wrong. It's not a competition. Totally. It's a hobby. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Yes. If you're not like, that's a bad bitch right there. You did it wrong. You failed. <laughs> I, I said that when I was hitting those corners, but in a whisper and like kind of shyly, I was like, oh, you bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> why did yeah. you just, why did you just do a Cartman voice? I'm a bad bitch. <laughs> that's my internal voice. <laughs> it's like a, a, a really soft Mike Tyson. Oh, you bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay, oh, okay so any last words on the poll because i gotta switch gears here before <laughs> my capillaries in my face explode from being so red yeah yeah uh no no further nothing further on the poll <sighs> um 
I guess if you want to follow me on Instagram and see my um, pull pro- progress, it's at Sarah underscore B underscore green. No, put your phone down, um, Tom. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Drew, I want to tell you, my Instagram is kid-friendly now. <laughs> okay, good. It's kid-friendly. It is kid-friendly oh, now. No. <laughs> it is not like when we were at Peak. It is now kid-friendly. All right. So Sarah <laughs> underscore B underscore green. Far for yeah, progress. Sarah can no we H can we uh, also say that people could reach out to you with questions in regards to getting started in pole dancing? Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, bring on the bring on the cues! Hell yeah! Well, cool. Mm-hmm. The next subject. Now that we're off of that subject, you gotta talk to yeah. us about your plants. This is another oh. lifestyle. Come on. Yeah. This is a hobby in itself. You got names for all of them. You got half your wall oh. decorated in them. What got you into plants? Because I never knew you as a plant person until one day you were a plant person. May I just say, well done. I, I kill my basil plants when I try and get them from the grocery store. Trash. It's a trash. It's a garbage. We'll talk about that. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like plants are such a poppin' hobby right now, too. I feel like everyone just perked up with like, oh, plants. Talk to me about your plants. Yeah, I have. <laughs> I would say I've been an avid plant collector since um, probably 2016. Oh. Um, yeah, and it's all started. And the thing is with me and my plants is I don't buy very many of them. I um, either have them gifted to me or I steal them and propagate them. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Okay, so focus on this. We got to focus on this. Explain your plant heist to the listeners because uh, I'm very intrigued. I'm picturing this whole Ocean's Eleven scene going on. Like you're in there for the plants, not the party. Bruh, it's an operation. <laughs> we are there for the plants. We're there for the plants. Yes, a hundred percent. But we gotta, we gotta talk them this like hush, hush. Don't be telling my secrets to everyone. And don't, if you guys are gonna start doing this, do be low key. Be low key. Okay. So, a lot of times I ask. It's not a complete thiefdom, but there are then times where I've been in offices, in country clubs. Oh. And they have. Very nice plants. Okay. Very nice plants. All right. So you just walk on up. Um, so one of my favorites is a pothos. Those are really easy to take a little snippet of. You just got to find yourself a little node hanging off like a really nice leaf. And just go ahead and take your fingers and just pinch. Just pinch that right off. Put it in your purse. Go find yourself a water fountain and a little towel and wrap it in it. Take it home. Put it in a glass propagate that bad bitch and then just keep propagating it until you got like a full plant it takes a lot of time but there's people like me who like will just go and like buy or like not buy the plants and just sorry my biggies okay so anyways back to stealing plants yes take your little cutting put it in some water and keep propagating it um, another thing I do is if I go to friends' houses and they have beautiful plants, I ask them for a little cutting. So with that, um, since I've been gifted a lot of plants, I take a lot of plants. Um, a new thing that a lot of people were doing during the pandemic, because everyone bought a plant tea during the pandemic and just was like, I'm a plant mom now. And I was like, bitch, 
I'm the OG. So another title for me. And OG Plant Mom. <laughs> hey. OG Plant Mom. OG Plant Beef. And, we're gonna have to uh, hashtag the shit out of the show now. Yeah, we are. It's a lot. Hashtag plant mom. Plant mom. So, so everyone names their plants, right? Everyone's like, "Oh, this plant I got. It's Delilah." And I'm like, "They're like, what the fuck's your plant's names?" I have like 50 plants, but I realize since I thief them or get them from people, all of my plants are the names. Of the people I've gotten them from. There you hey. go. Yeah. Now they get to live in infamy. So well. Yes. What about I mean, the like country a... clubs though? Do you got like a country club named plant? Oh, that's CC oh. Country Club. Oh. Hey. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> you got this figured out. Yeah. I mean, shit. We got Jason. We got Abram. We have the Andreas. We have the Erica collection. We have Lisa and Lisa's babies. We have Ree. We have, I mean, I could just go on. There's so many. There's so, so many. plants. Nice. So many plants. Yeah. But the big ones behind me, that big palm I just bought. So you I actually bought a plant. Wow. All right. I did. I did. I did. Yeah. I wish you would have told I us the story of how you stole that out of a hotel or something. That would have been brilliant. I, like, oh, ah, what you got to so do is epic. wear a big trench coat and walk up and pretend like you're taking a shit on the ground and they just scoop it up and get the fuck out of there. That's the new story. When people come to your house, That's they're like, wow, where'd you get this plant? I oh, wore a trench coat, pretended to take a shit, grabbed it, scooped it, got out of there. I'm actually just picturing somebody just like running up, grabbing a palm and like trying to run out with it. Just like, running. yeah, like, yeah. that's mine now. I got you, baby. No, that sounds like a two man job. You got to have someone distracting, you know, whoever's standing guard of the palm, someone coming and grabbing the palm. Somebody you in a corner, hey, I'm taking a shit over here. See, Tom, we got a two man operation. I don't know why we're doing this like horrible accent. I'm, I'm not stealing a palm, dude. Uh, if I'm going to go to jail, it's going to be for something cool. Not, what did you go to jail for? I, I stole a plant out of a hotel. Like, and that, they'd respect you in prison if you told them that. Well, at least I wouldn't I mean, get honestly. beaten. They'd be like, hold right. on. You, is that a crime? Yeah, it is. Please, <laughs> do, please don't beat me up. Please don't beat me up. Yes. Yes. Okay, so if somebody wants to get into plant thiefdom, how do you suggest, besides you know, exactly how you explained it before, what's the mental mind state, mind state they need to be in to go into yes. a country club and steal a plant? What are they looking um. for? Yeah, absolutely. So first things first, never steal plants from friends. You always ask. You got to get consent to cut a plant um, from a friend. Um, from corporates, however, <laughs> that's a different story. Those plants don't want to be there anyway. So you can just like walk up, be real chill, and find yourself a nice little node. Like I said, find yourself a node. But what kind is of a just node? A node is like because if you told me to point at a node on a plant, <laughs> I would just hover my finger until you told me to stop. Yes. <laughs> Show okay, me where the bad lady if... snipped you. <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> yeah. It was on my node. I'm getting so many like just awful <laughs> mental images. Show me where that bad man snipped you right there. Okay, so a node on a plant is... Hashtag, show me where the node is. <laughs> <laughs> the other spot men oh. can't find. Yeah. Yes. 
You went there. I did not. That's you. That's on you. <laughs> funny. Um, so the note, so it depends on the plant. So it's like, if it's like a vining plant, your node is going to be like on the vine. It's going to look like this like little brown bump sticking out of the plant. It looks like a plant wart essentially, oh. but that's like an aerial root, like a node and you can cut it there and then put that in water. And that's what shoots out roots. If it's like, um, like a fleshy, like succulent type plant, just go ahead and steal like, bloop, just take a little leaf off, just like a little bloop from the, the little flat, like leafy part. And then you can just stick that in some soil and then that'll start to grow. Um, if it's a snake plant, you can just go ahead and rip the top off. Just, you know, rip it right off, stick it in some water. That shit will grow. So oh God, be patient. Never, it, I'm never going to be a farmer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> plant stealing takes a lot of like patience because it, your, your plants are going to be small for a while. Like um, all my plants are real small, but now they're, they're, they're big because it's just years of And how many weed plants do you have? That'd be none, Drew. Shit, she I doesn't would, have any. That's because that's against the law. Oh, okay. It's then, not against yeah. the law. I mean, it's not against the law where I live. Um, uh, I don't have any weed plants because in my apartment, there's just no place I could put it. Fair enough. And, right. you know, my landlords don't consent to that behavior. Mm. Yeah, Mr. Federal <laughs> Agent, there is none. Zero. Zero. <laughs> Zero plants. Not in Utah. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Utah's getting there, though. I mean, I am. I mean, the fact that we there's medical marijuana in Utah is still just mind blowing. I know. I know I a mean, couple ten... people with their green cards. The and church... I was like, I didn't know they were even gonna hand those out. I thought that was a lie. The church had to make their money some way, man. It's another avenue for them. Exactly. I mean, honestly, once they're like, oh, you can make lots of money off of this. Hate to say White it. people were all in it. Hate Cor- to say corporate it. America was like, let's do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, these are facts. These are facts. Now you're okay with being their people? No. <laughs> no. Are you kidding me? This whole show, you've been like, I'm not one of them. I'm not. I'm saying, dude, every one of them. You still got white Jesus in your hallway. Yeah. Are yeah. you religious, Tom? <laughs> ha. No. Oh, no, yeah, he is. He's super. He's oh, super are you a, are you a for a, a former? Uh, let um, me just say, R X Mormon is probably my favorite subreddit. So, oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Needless to say, I'll but go, most of the people. I'll go that take have, a tumble down that one. It I'll is go tumble down that thread. It it's probably is, so. It funny. actually is so funny. It is so funny. <laughs> But no, oh, I bet like you learn so much about the culture. <laughs> My favorite is are the people that just are like freshly frustrated and get on that that subreddit. They're like, oh, I hate this church. Oh, hey, look at this. There's a whole subreddit of people that hate it as well. So here's my thoughts. <laughs> See, I was kind of like did the Bill Burr thing where I just let it go. Just like that creepy time when the, you know, the c- curling rock just goes. I'm just like, dun, 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 dun. And that's pretty much how I let it go. And I was like, yeah, not not for me anymore. All right. But no, in all seriousness, most of the people who have their growing permits here all had church mm-hmm. guys. Oh. It's Oh, I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. Um well one of the the companies that's there, Cureleaf, I used to work for. So I've been yeah. working in the legal industry. I've worked in like five different states um in the legal industry working and there but um you've, you've and, saved me from immense pain before too 
Yeah, that was my I favorite. Have... Okay, I'm gonna tell that story. I'm sorry if I'm interrupting. Please do. That. I was gonna say, please uh, tell the story. It's so a good one. I broke my rib and bruised my spleen, which was uh, the first time I've ever bruised an internal organ pretty bad. And boy, hey howdy, did it hurt. And uh, I learned from another surgery that I have a high tolerance to opiates, which has nothing to do with an opiate in the past, but it's just, I'm just really dense or fat. I don't know, but high tolerance. <laughs> so the guy walks in the doctor and he's like, okay, I'm going to give you some morphine. And I was like, Hey, I have a high tolerance to opiates. Is there anything else I can have? And he's like, Nope, here's morphine blip. And then he walked out. He came back 10 minutes later with the, like how you talk to a high person voice where he's like, Hey buddy, how you feeling? And I'm like <laughs> the exact same. I told you I have a high tolerance. And he's like, Oh, Hmm. Well, you're probably not going to poop for two weeks, but here's some more. <laughs> Boop. <laughs> it's like, God bless it. And still in immense pain. And, uh, I uh -huh. left the hospital and he gave me little opiate pills, which I just discarded because I, I like to poop. I don't want to. That was my biggest worry, by the way, the whole time. But I was like valid, in pain. I'm like, oh, God, I'm not going to be able to poop. Oh, <laughs> stupid opiates. So anyway, I called my sister and I was like, hey, what should I do? And she's like, go into mom and dad's closet and steal the pen. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> Stole it. And uh, I took like a couple rips off it and then uh, went to sleep and woke up. And Sarah texts me and is like, how you feeling? I'm like, well, I mean, I just got really high. I went to sleep. And she's like, well, it worked. <laughs> it's like, there you go. <laughs> there you go, Job man. Well done. That's all it you did. You slept, right? I yeah. did. And you know what? Yeah. I never gave that pen back because it is now yeah. stashed. I'm going to keep using it for mild aches and pains. And you don't invite me over yeah. for any bonfires. <laughs> Well, I, well, let me, I feel like we need to tell people what you had because um, that's really important. I think oh, yeah. as, as more markets become legal, um, people being wise and having knowledge about cannabis. And I don't mean to brag, but I have a lot of cannabis experience, like 10 years. You're very wise in cannabis. I'm very wise in cannabis. You're, you're my and like my 60 other people's go-to person for, hey, yeah. what's going to get me high but not too high? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's going to help with this but like not obliterate me? Um, yeah. Or like, Sarah, I took, I took two edibles. Should I take more? Bitch, no. <laughs> don't do it <laughs> put it down put it down um no but i think cannabis education is so important and that's another thing people can reach out to me about is if they want to know more about cannabis or they're thinking about using cannabis and they like don't know where to start like happy to help a lot of people start with edibles um that's a dangerous road it's a dangerous road you have my warning um let's like there's other avenues that you can go down um so anyways with drew since you know he had high opioid tolerance, he was in a lot of pain. Um, we, I went with a one-to-one -one distillate. It's like because that's what was available too. That's there was a couple pens and cartridges that I had left at um, my our parents' house for them to use, like one for my mom to sleep. But this one was a one-to-one -one of CBD and THC. So because Drew, we don't want to get him high because he gets panic attacks. We don't want to make him crazy. We just don't want him. <laughs> 
to be like we just want him to like be able to go the fuck to sleep while he's in pain so that's where that cbd comes in and cbd is really important with thc if you want to get that good pain relief so he had some a little bit this is a dab so he had a little co2 distillate dab of a one-to-one pennywise and that helps take off the edge it did I'm absolutely not, i'm not gonna lie the like the couple times I took edibles one time, I popped a full 30. I was like, I'll be fine. I've smoked for totally. years. And then I'm like, yeah. oh, dear God, this feels like a mushroom trip. I'm going to lay down and cry <laughs> until it goes away. <laughs> oh, I mean, Sarah's been there multiple times. I am not a weed person. I thought I was yeah. in high school because uh, Utah, we just smoked ditch weed. Sticks and but, stems, homie. Yeah. Sticks and stems. Man, oh. Yeah. I, I think the fun, the best one was uh, when you were coming up to Oregon and you're like, hey, can you go get me XX and X? And I was like, absolutely. I know what I'm talking about. Walked in there. I had no fucking idea. And I got four <laughs> joints. And then we all sat on the back deck. And Cody, who was on two shows ago, and myself decided mm-hmm. to smoke a joint each, which was dumb. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I just cold sweats and started floating away. And being like, don't talk to me. Don't touch me. Don't look at me. He was like, I'm going to go to bed. Yeah, that's... I was See. like, okay, bye. <laughs> See me? I eat burritos. I watch The Simpsons. And I'm a happy camper for about I, three hours. I wish that was exactly yeah. how it was for me. I wish that I could have that. No. Instead, yeah. I'm like, ah, 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 ah. Oh, I got to go to bed. Goodbye. <laughs> Everything, everything's just better. It's funnier. Food tastes better. I agree. I agree. I am... I don't drink alcohol. I haven't drank in two and a half years. Congrats. Yeah, we love that. We love that. Tom, what are you on? 13 years. 13 years. Shut the fuck up. I didn't know you're a sober person. Yeah. Yes. Hence why the one ounce pour is... uh, Why LaCroix is my drink of choice. Hamilton for Drew, LaCroix for Thomas. Yeah, I... Oh, okay, cool. I love that for you. Yeah, love. And I love it for me too. Love yes. sobriety. Yeah, loved beer a little bit too much in college. <laughs> and when you start planning your bills around your alcohol, you realize I got a problem. And yeah, kind of set oh, yeah, the way yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I'm done with this. So absolutely. When it's like for me, it was like it was interfering with my life. Like I was not like it was that time in my life where I was like, I'm getting. Damned. I am have no control of what's around me because I'm just drinking. You know, I had no, yep. I wasn't leveling up in work and life or anything like that because yep. I had this blocker. And it's like as soon as I removed that, my life got so much better. It was like I was like hitting all these milestones, leveling up. It felt felt great to me, but it was hard as fuck though. Not drinking is fucking hard. Hate to tell you, it doesn't get easier. You just gotta stick to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, your guys' like. journey is like I feel like there's things that I can think about and be like, oh yeah, I could probably do that. That is that is crazy out there. It is so like, fucking you guys, hard. Congrats, dude. seriously. Thank you. There needs yeah. to be there needs to be more public acknowledgement of that because we live in such a society of like beer it's what makes you a man and alcohol it's what drowns your daddy issues and then we don't get any of the like (laughs) commercials where people are like hey just hanging out sober yeah those would be fun commercials 
I mean, really. I'd like to see like more balance, like within like bar scenes and stuff like that, because like people who don't drink still like want to go out and still like want to enjoy oh, sure. themselves. And it's, it, I will say, like more bars are starting to have like NA or non-alcoholic options. Like it's getting better, but I mean, it just it's still super hard to find those spots where they like have some good drinks and make you feel like you're still like in the in the vibe. Well, this is how fucked up it was. Like one time I pulled a DD card when I was in my fraternity. And so I'm, I know I'm a couple of years older than you guys, but it, I literally was the DD. I went to the bartender. I'm like, Hey, I'm the DD. Can I just get a Coke? He's like, no, turns around and walks away. I'm like, Ew, are you fucking kidding guy. me? Dude? Ew. Yeah. You would think in Utah of all places, we would have a better mixed bar scene. Yeah. But I actually yeah. think the reason for that is because it's Utah. Probably. No, exactly. Because they're so like yeah. against the establishment and against like, oh, you know, we got a drink because we're Utahns who are yeah, on the ex Mormon totally. Reddit page. Like, rah! Yeah. <laughs> and so I was just like, all right, well, fuck you then, Seriously? dude. Like, you know, grateful, I, grateful that bar actually closed down and went out of business. I thought people in Oregon drink, but people in Utah drink to do something. Like people oh, yeah. in Oregon drink to hang out. People in Utah drink to do something. Like they're mm -hmm. like, we're gonna, we're gonna get fucked up tonight. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's because yeah, I think it's all it's... that angst and that anxiety of like we're in Utah and it's it's so taboo using yeah. that word again now. Yeah. Yeah. I so. think that's. Well, so you gotta have thing. like the counterculture. Like Utah has such like a strong right, exactly. counterculture oh, to yeah. the to the dominant culture. You know where it's it's. Like a lot of drinking, a lot of tattoos. Yes, the tattoo of, thing. Because you, know, you go to you go to Oregon thing. and like people have some neck tattoos, right? You come back. I came back to Utah and people are like the whole chin and all the way up their face and everything. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. wow, you went you went full ham. And it's not like one or two people. It's like a whole bunch of people. You're yeah. like, all right, cool. Yeah, it's the counterculture. It is. Yeah. Yep. It's that repressed like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. we're gonna we're stick it to you yeah but i mean i also get it though like there is something about like needing the feeling the need to outwardly express yourself when you're in a place that felt like it stifled you for for so long i mean at least from my perspective like as a kid growing up there non-mormon not part of the dominant culture you're like where do i even fit and so then you find yourself like swinging to the <laughs> other side of the pendulum to be the exact opposite of whatever it was that didn't accept you to begin with well hold on then, hold on like, hold on that's where i found myself drinking <laughs> oh, okay okay so the drinking part okay i was like i was picturing yeah, yeah. younger sarah and trying to figure out where you had your swing because ninth grade drew was goth as fuck Hate to, you, <laughs> hate to tell you, if you grew up in it, it fucked you up just as bad. Yeah, yeah. I believe that. Yeah, no, with like, the dr with the drinking drinking yeah. side of things, like just like I had to, I felt like we have to drink because you know you're all not drinking, so I I am like, and I'm so much fun and so much party, and you guys are so boring and so into God. But <laughs> you can, like, not drink and still be fun and not be into God still. <laughs> Hate to tell you, they were pretty much at the almighty dollar. That was their God. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty much my experience growing up. <laughs> We've got on such a great tangent. I love yeah. it. I <laughs> so. know, right? <laughs> We've got from poles to plants to weed to Mormonism. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, it's a drinking sobriety. Yeah. I know it's great. Exactly. It's a full full circle. It's a full day. But we have hit over an hour now. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you want to leave our listeners with 
in a whole conglomerate of what we've talked about as like a little parting, here's my special stuff. Oh, well. Not to put pressure on, but you know, you're going to end the show out well. Okay. All right. All right. Well, dear listeners, thank you for stopping by listening to me talk about pull. It is a beautiful full moon in Aries tonight. So I hope that everyone goes out under the moon, has a nice little release for themselves, gives themselves a big hug, some self-love, and just go out there and Bambino totally agrees. My dog's barking in agreement. He also wants you guys to feel all this healing moon love. (laughs) I was going to moon glow my perineum tonight. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean if that yeah. if that's what's calling to you, it is, bro, in then a weird way. do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I would say everyone go out, follow their passions. Follow your passions, live your dreams, level up in whatever way makes you feel good. Hell yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well that makes me excited. This wasn't as awkward as I thought it was gonna be. Not gonna lie. Okay, I hope yeah, not. Yeah. Same. No, no, it I was mean, great. It's... It was great. You you held yourself at such a professional decorum that I was like, she knows ah. what she's talking about. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, this is. Good. I mean, honestly, I was a little nervous too because I was like, um, I mean, I had like the one stripper story, but we I kept it pretty PG. Yeah, and yeah, you know, we'll see. Maybe you get a text message from mom that's like, oh my god. <laughs> Why didn't you tell no, me? No, I mean she she came to my showcase. She was at She's the showcase good. though. Like she saw it in her life. I was just wearing nipple pasties and she was there for it all. So I feel like this won't be too big of a surprise to her. I think dad's just more like shaking his head, just like looking off into the distance, like pretending not to hear what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't need to listen to this episode, Drew. Sorry. I'll I'll stream it, but the volume's gonna be off, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> on two of the devices. No, uh, yeah, two of the devices. Yeah, no. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't taboo. I mean, just like I feel like these are things like pull, get it out in the open. These are yeah. things we should just yeah. be more accepting of. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Well, awesome. Well, thank you all for listening. All my answers. We're starting that for season three. By answers. the way, answers. Uh, yep. What do you think of that, huh, sir? Ounces. I like I yeah. like the ounces because I usually buy an ounce of weed at a time. So yes, that's you can be like, I'm an ouncer. We're an ouncer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have ouncers. to give credit to Bailey because uh, he did text me. He's like, "What's all your ouncers going to think about season three? And I'm like, <gasps> "Why did you come up with that? Like, I should have come up with that. Just like the bonfires, <laughs> campers. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So yeah, Bailey, thank you for saying the ouncers. It's now mine. It's all mine. But uh, like always, drink it one ounce at a time.